time for the WJR Sportsbook? You bet. Sponsored by Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Now here are your hosts, Steve Courtney and Jamie Edmonds. And just like that, once again, it's a Monday night. And I, for one, wouldn't have it any other way. Nice to have you back with us here on the WJR Sportsbook, proudly presented by our friends at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. My name, well, Steve Courtney. Hi, Steve. Well, I don't know who you are. I'm Jamie Edmonds. Yes, you are! (laughs) Together once again. Can I just say these studios are beautiful? You are quite taken, I can tell. It's very pretty. Uh, They did a wonderful, wonderful job. Engineer Ray Templin, uh, he had a heavy hand in the proceedings. Chief Engineer Keith, he knows who he is. He did a wonderful job, and there was a plethora, there I go again, throwing $5 words around, of corporate engineer types uh, that have been around for the last nine months putting this thing together. So let's just take it all in, shall we? (laughs) Check my Instagram. I gave a little tour because it's beautiful. It's light and bright and airy, and the view, uh, spectacular of downtown Detroit. Jamie's beautiful giddy. view. Giddy. I love it. <laughs> uh, what's up there, Blaker? You know, just getting used to all this new stuff, but I'm liking it. I'm enjoying it. Uh, everything One well. weekend, I'm loving it. Uh, there's a rumor going around that uh, for next Monday night's program, we'll be joined by our actual producer, Nick Roddy. Uh, Excellent. I, 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 I don't know anything else about it. That's all I can he say. He named me junior producer today, so that's pretty cool. Well, way to go. Yeah. Congra- Thank I, you. I would have gotten you a card had I known. Yeah, it's a big deal. I didn't. Uh, busy, busy uh, program coming your way. Yes, there is a lot to unpack in this edition of the WJR Sports Wrap, uh, sports book, whatever the case may be. <laughs> sports book. Uh, but, you know, it's a great time of year. We begin with what has gone down in NCAA hoops. As far as the Michigan State Spartans go, a pretty decent Big Ten tournament run. Uh, Getting wins over Maryland again. Uh, A darn good Wisconsin club. And then kind of faltered Saturday afternoon against the team they beat uh, just a couple weeks prior at the Breslin Center, uh, Purdue. Uh, A a very good ball club. and, and, And Michigan State fought. And I think that made Tom Izzo happy. I think it's also good that they won two games. They have some momentum going into the NCAA tournament. It's been an up-and-down season for sure, but they they closed. They were athletic. They were aggressive. They won two games, and I think that's good moving forward. Yeah, uh, Saturday, uh, quickly, uh, down by seven at the half. Uh, that would be a 13-point deficit in the second half, but uh, they fought, they scratched, they bit, they clawed, uh, cut it down to one, and then uh, – couple of huge back-to-back threes. Uh, Purdue would go on a 9-0 run, and that was just about it. 75-70 the final. Now, the uh, big story here, as we put our eyeballs on the actual tournament coming up, uh, that would be point guard Tyson Walker, who went down with that twisted ankle early. Uh, then the replacement, A.J. Hogard, goes in. He twists an ankle, thankfully. 14 seconds apart. Uh, yeah, he was able to come back and make a nice contribution with 17 points. Um, but uh, Tyson Walker did not return. And speaking to Tom Izzo this morning, he said it was a significant twist. Uh, hopefully six days rest will be enough to uh, get him in the lineup. Ankles are tough. There's no, you know, black and white with ankles. So that's tough. 
But A.J. Hogard came back into the game and had a nice game. I believe he had 17 points, if I'm correct. It's yes, he did, as a matter of fact, um, to go along with 10 assists. Right. That's uh, good. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, they've got a little something-something going on uh, as we get to uh, the fabulous tournament. By the way, the Spartans are now 3-1 and one in their last four games, but 5-8 and eight in their last 13. They have made every NCAA tournament since 1997 under Magnum T.I., who is 52 and 22 in the big dance and 116 and 56 in March overall during his 27 seasons as head coach. And of course, the big question going into last night's selection Sunday, where are they going? We find out the Spartans, they receive a number seven seed in the West region. They will face number 10 seed Davidson in the first round. That's going to be in Greenville, South Carolina. And wouldn't you know, Friday night, 9.40. The latest possible time. 9 <laughs> And that'll 40. be put. It'll be pushed because of the game before it'll oh, go yeah. long. Oh, yeah. It won't tip off till probably 10.17. Greenville is an interesting site. Yeah. Uh, didn't really have that on the radar. Uh, but this Davidson Club is interesting because I'm sure you've heard by now they are quarterbacked by the former MSU guard, Foster Lawyer. And Foster has had quite an impression on the Wildcats of Davidson, uh, 16.3 points per game, 3.3 assists. But, uh, Tom, rather emphatic in our conversation this morning on the Paul W. Smith Show here on WJR that this is not the story. And he was emphatic uh, about uh, Spartan fans going to social media and using that platform uh, to talk about the whole foster lawyer thing, how he left, yada, yada, yada. He says it's about the players that are going to be participating. That's it. Look, I have PR people tell me all the time, this is not a story. You don't need to, you know, go forward with this. But it is a story. He captained Michigan State. He was there for three seasons. It is a story. They're meeting up with a former player. Well, and I'm sure uh, for the players on the floor, there's going to be a lot of love in the uh, pregame deal. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you again. Yada, yada, yada. Then it's over. Right. In 86 games, he averaged 2.6 points per game at Michigan State. Well, he's turned it around a little bit with the Wildcats. Yes. So, again, uh, it will be Davidson and your Michigan State Spartans 940 Friday night. We'll have it for you getting underway 840-ish, somewhere (laughs) around there. Uh, the basketball Wolverines. Wait, hold on one second. Did you look ahead if they win? Oh, yeah. I'm sure that's why they're in this well, bracket. you know, as far as time goes, and I'm, as I alluded to this morning, as it applies to the tournament in the draw, there are two conversations that Tom Izzo has. The public conversation, it is what it is. We're just happy to be there. Oh, sure. We want to go out and have success. He's a pro. He gets up Nobody on that mic. Nobody does it better. Yeah, talk, talk, talk. And then there's the private conversation. Right. So you've got Gonzaga as the number one overall seed, period, in the tournament. They're in your region. Oh, and by the way, so is Coach K and Duke. In his farewell season. And I talked about this. I was there for the last Tom Izzo Coach K faceoff, and it was really fun. Let's get that again. A lot of respect between those two. I'm yeah. here to tell you. Um, and don't put the cart before the horse. Should Michigan State get past the Davidson Wildcats, they're on a collision course with Duke. Mm-hmm. But a Duke team that's down this year. It's not the same yeah, Duke. A little bit, a little bit. 
Uh, we'll see. I just love this. How many brackets are you in? <laughs> a million. I haven't filled any out yet. But I do my college friends. I do work friends. I'm in a bunch. You know, what does it say about you as an individual when you get 17 texts a day from people saying, hey, you in? <laughs> what? what do I, How you, many you, do you do? I, I've cut down. Okay. I, I've cut down. Maybe five, six. I, I find when I do a million of them, I can't decide who I'm supposed to be rooting for when I'm watching a game because I forget. You know, listen, the truth of the matter is, and I know this, and I love the NCAA tournament. Me too. But it is very, very frustrating because more times than not, here's what you hear. Okay. <laughs> Another one. Gone. Busted brackets Another. by Saturday. <laughs> What are you going to do? Yeah, but that's what's fun. That's the thrill of it Like all. Carol in accounting who doesn't like sports will beat you. Eh, because she likes the color of the various uniforms. <laughs> right, right. All right. Uh, another big question answered last night. Juwan Howard and the Michigan Basketball Wolverines long considered a bubble team. Forget about that. The Wolverines are the number 11 seed in the South region and will face six-seeded Colorado State in the round of 64. That game is scheduled for 12 uh, 15 Thursday afternoon. Where are they going? Eh, same as it ever was. Gainsbridge Field House in beautiful Indianapolis. How about that? Close by where they just were in the Big Ten tournament. Were you surprised they got in? No, I thought they were going to be a first four team. That's what I thought. That's 17 what the and 13 was. overall. Yeah. But okay. I, you know, I had a guest on Sports Final Edition last night. I don't know if you know Rob Parker. <laughs> what, what's the name? <laughs> He's in town. And Come he, on! Exactly. He said that Michigan got in on pedigree, like not even having to have to play a, a you know, first four. Well, you know, I know there's uh, some head scratching going on, but one thing I've learned about the day after Selection Sunday, you talk about an is what it is what it is moment. There you go. Right. So, uh, Juwan Howard, by the way, led U of M to the Elite Eight a year ago, and uh, he's got his work cut out. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, what kind of frame of mind you think uh, we were talking about the Spartans uh, and knocking off a couple W's in the tournament? Meanwhile, Michigan eliminated first night out. Uh, what their mindset is going in? I feel like, did you see the video of them getting the news? Yeah. I mean. I think they're happy to be in, happy to be in their position, and they kind of have this underdog chip on their shoulder thing going in, which can work in a tournament. Well, and, you know, let this be a lesson to everyone. Don't blow 17-point leads. (laughs) But you know what? That's bad. In fairness to them, they're not the only team that blew leads of that nature. True. In fact, I asked Tom, what is it? Because... Michigan State almost squandered a uh, 20-point lead uh, early in the tournament. It was in Maryland. And what is it about having large leads, 16, 17, 18, 20 points? Is it just a false sense of well-being and all of a sudden your brain is just going through the motions? Because you're going to see it a few times in this tournament. I think it's young kids playing. That's what I think it is. It's not, you know, the NBA with these people who've been playing the game for so many years. It's young kids who aren't seasoned yet who make mistakes. And that's what makes this tournament fun. Uh, all across the board. You know, you, you talk about, you know, playing a full 40 minutes. 
you know, and that's what coaches say from day one of the season. But it's never more important than tournament time. Right. And then the quick turnaround, say you win, you got a quick turnaround to the next game. Or say your best player gets in foul trouble. A lot of variables here that make it fun and and just make it awesome. (laughs) And we would be remiss, James, in not wishing all the best to uh, Michigan ladies uh, head basketball coach, Kim Barnes-Arico. The number three seed Wolverines will host number 14 seed American University in the first round of the uh, 2022 NCAA tournament that will be at Chrysler Center on Saturday. Three seed. Highest in program history. I love it. Yeah, they're loving it as well. Mm-hmm. All right, Steve Courtney, Jamie Edmonds here with you as we present another exciting edition of the WJR Sportsbook. Did you hear Tom Brady said, you know what, this retirement thing, eh, not a big fan. <laughs> yeah, I've heard. Yeah, he's coming back. We'll talk about that and then some as we continue right here on 760 WJR. Welcome back to more of the WJR Sportsbook, sponsored by Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Once again, here are Steve Courtney and Jamie Edmonds. Testing, one, two, three, testing. Okay, I think I got this down now. <laughs> I figured out the buttons over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take a little bit, folks. Uh, here's the deal. The National Football League free agency is underway. Your Detroit Lions sign safety Tracy Walker linebacker Alex Anzalone, and quarterback Tim Boyle. Anzalone, I like it. Love the way he played last year. He was always a very aggressive guy, nice to the media, and I thought he got better as the season progressed. Uh, I I just uh, value his mechanics and the way he goes about his business. Doesn't back down from nobody or no thing. I think... An inspirational play, too. Yeah, he's nice. I like him. I don't think they've made a splash of any kind yet. <laughs> no. Tracy Walker is the most, the thing that I like the most. Yeah, you know, he's, I think he's come a long way uh, over the last couple of years wearing the Honolulu blue and silver. And the Lions need help on the defensive side of things. A lot of help. And he he's a good person to have back there. We don't know what Jeff Okuda is going to be. I, you know, maybe I'm in the minority these days, uh, but I still hold out a lot of hope for Akuda. I Me do. Too. I want him to succeed. It's better for much, everybody if he succeeds. He just has too much talent. Yeah. Not for it to uh, present itself here. He posted videos of him working out, working on that knee in the gym. So I hope it works out. Let me ask you this on a scale of one to 10, and please be candid. How shocked were you? When TB said, yeah, this retirement thing's not happening. I honestly thought it was an April Fool's joke. Honestly. Mm. What the heck? You were retired for 40 days. He is uh, coming back for a 23rd National Football League season. The story breaking on Sunday. As a matter of fact, I was watching the Players' Championship and uh, Mike Tirico, uh came on and gave everybody the lowdown. And it's like, huh? (laughs) My husband texted me a a tweet, the the tweet, and he goes, is this real? Like, I cannot believe this. It was such a dramatic ending. You didn't like how Adam Schefter broke the news and sort of trumped you. Then you come out and say you are retiring for your family. And now 
the family's cool. <laughs> and how about the dude? I was talking to Mitch and Kenny and Rosie about it earlier. How about the dude that shelled out thousands for his final Not touchdown thousands, ball? hundreds of $518,000. What? <laughs> a, a day ago. A day ago for his Crazy. last touchdown football. Now, listen, in, in the world of business, you know, certainly there's such thing as refunds. I don't think that applies here. No. Under any circumstance. Because at the time, it was Tom Brady's last touchdown pass ball. Correct. Now it's not. Now <laughs> it's just another Tom Brady touchdown ball that you spent how much? $518,000. What? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, can you imagine that dude? Someone's got to find him because that is a great story. He got it on eBay. I think they have like a buyer's remorse thing, you know, but a straight refund? No, he's done. No, because that was the uh, first question everybody was at. Well, you know what? He's got to get his money back. They'll give him his money back. No, they won't. No, I don't think so. He's got to try and flip it and just <clears throat> cut cut his losses on that. But how do you how do you flip it? How, uh, how do you market you it? it? It's a football. Now it's just a random football. Thrown by Tom Brady. Sure, okay. Okay. Now all of a sudden it's probably worth 600. 25,000? No, $25. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Um, but again, and there's just something inside of me. And Mitch poo pooed my idea. We talked about it earlier, Jane. How dare he poo poo you? I don't get it. I thought we were tight. Uh, <laughs> But he's a West Coast kid, and he says there's unfinished business in Tampa. No, there's not. You won a Super Bowl in your first year there. According to reports, the relationship between he and Bruce Arians became a little bit frayed. So they have your rights. You come out of retirement, as he did, allegedly. You play for Tampa. Mm, Unless you come out of retirement and then get traded. Bingo! I still say, Blake, what do you think of that theory? I don't think it's crazy, especially because I think part of the reason why he retired in the first place was he saw what was going to be there in Tampa with him. And they had a lot, they were losing a lot to free agency. Right. So if he, I mean, San Francisco is... They're loaded Mm -hmm. right here, right now. And again, you're a West Coast kid. What better place to end your career? And you know what? Tom Brady is saying, I could win a Super Bowl with three different teams. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I don't think he's coming back for unfinished business with Tampa Bay. Uh, One of the uh, stellar young offensive linemen for the Bucs, just retired. Ali Marpet, yeah. Yeah. And so there's that. And, you know, don't discount this report of the relationship between Brady and Arians. Bruce Arians, I think, is, well, he's an offensive genius. He's also known as the quarterback whisperer. But I think Bruce Arians, there's also a side to him that would probably get a little bit grating. I don't know. I've never played for him. Right. Yeah, I know. I could definitely see that. Highly competitive people sometimes 
there's a shelf life to relationships. I just, I don't know. I don't think you go through this whole thing of retirement with the just the, all of it, all the dramatics to come back and just play for Tampa Bay. Well, you know, and then come out and say again, unfinished business. You know, uh, that's crazy. And most, I've been around professional athletes for a while, as have I. Most of them would say that if you've thought about retirement, let alone actually going through with it and doing it, then you're pretty much retired. Right. Well, also the reasons that you said you were retiring are still there. Your kids are getting older. Your wife doesn't right. want you playing. So unless you sell it to her and them, I can go win a Super Bowl this year with the 49ers. But apparently uh, he's got the support, and I think it would be very important. Look, I, I, I'll never be in the situation Tom Brady's in. You know, but apparently he's got the full support of his family, wife and kids, everybody, all in. Dad, you want to play another year? Go ahead. So I guess, uh, you know, unfinished business. Okay. I, I think a lot of people like Tom Brady and they're happy about it, especially around here. Michigan Wolverines fans, let's see what happens. He's the greatest of all time. I think Aaron Rodgers isn't happy about this. <laughs> no. Question. Well, yeah. Does him coming back make them an instant contender in your No. Because uh, is Gronkowski coming back? He's 106. <laughs> and he hasn't said. Uh, you know, you can talk about Tom Brady's age all you want. But, you know, to be honest, he's still playing at a pretty, pretty high level. But that being said, as we well know, father time waits for no one. And now Gronk. You know, what is he, uh, mid-30s um, in a 75-year-old body? I mean, he's been through it. He now, looked pretty good the past couple seasons. still got Mike Evans, and uh, I think they— Oh, you got fran- some tools. You got, you, they franchise-tagged uh, Godwin. They signed their center to a big yeah. deal. We don't know about Leonard Fournette. Well, he I, had his—I was. I think last season was a top-three season for him statistically. Well, the 49ers, Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel seems like uh, like an old-school patriot, the way they use him, so that'd be so much fun. Well, we'll see. It's just a theory, but uh, I don't know. Oh, and congratulations. The Steelers, your hometown team. Oh, you can hold your congratulations. Way to go. No, thank Mitchell. you. Oh, <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky. Have you got a jersey yet? I was hoping this was an April Fool's joke as well. This he's not that bad. I don't like this. I don't he's, like this. He's not that bad. Yes, he is. I don't think he's that bad. You go from a Hall of Fame quarterback, you have this Mason Rudolph guy who I don't like either, but why make this move? This is not an upgrade. And not all that cheap either. The Bears fans I know were congratulating me as well, but I knew that wasn't real. Yeah, Bears fans though, he went he took the Bears to the playoffs twice. Cool. Like, let's not forget. <laughs> well, no, that. no, 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 no. The Bears, the Bears defense took him to the playoffs okay. twice. He was, he was there. He helped. Yeah. <laughs> A I, little bit. I just do not like this. You didn't have to make any move. I was fine with any move. Just stick it out with Mason Rudolph for him, now. Him or Jameis Winston. Ugh. Well, you know, uh, on he the would bright, be better. On the bright side, he was a lion destroyer. So if you had the Lions on the Steelers' schedule sixteen times. <laughs> Yeah, but the Lions. Probably be undefeated. Uh, All right, folks, we're going to take a break. Uh, One of the big uh, sports stories 
uh, since we were last on before this fine program. Baseball is back. We'll talk to the immortal Lynn Henning when we continue right here on the WJR Sportsbook. Time for the WJR Sportsbook? You bet. Sponsored by Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Now here are your hosts, Steve Courtney and Jamie Edmonds. You know, Jamie, it was on the program last Monday night that we were not optimistic, not optimistic at all about Major League Baseball and the Players Association getting their act together so we could have baseball. Right, and four days later they came to an agreement. (laughs) Yeah, so last Thursday afternoon, as a matter of fact, MLB and the Players Association reached a new collective bargaining agreement halting the 99-day owner-imposed lockout. Baseball is back. Opening day for your Detroit Tigers, Friday, April 8th. Beautiful Comerica Park against the Chicago White Sox. I know somebody else who is extremely happy about the proceedings. That would be the legend himself, Mr. Lynn Henning. (laughs) Brother Lynn, how are you? Stephen, I am good, and uh, I am just glad they settled this thing before football season because uh, it was uh, looking like it was going to be a marathon, and uh, I I thought that really from the outset. And uh, really, they settled it just about the point that I anticipated, which was going to be about two, three weeks into spring camp. And I think the only surprise is that they are not losing games because I anticipated that they would lose 15, 16, 17 games. And honestly, they probably should have because uh, they're going to be stacking up an awful lot of day-night doubleheaders, and those players are going to be forfeiting a lot of off days. I, I don't like that part of it, but, boy, is it good to have baseball back. Lynn, I talked about this on Sports Final last night. Where do you think fans are with all of this? Will this just be forgotten by opening day and by summertime? It, it should be. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, Jamie, the, the thing that uh, I really believe fans have to remember is it's been 27 years since they had a strike or a lockout. And that's what, once a generation, considering the stakes and the economic issues here, really for two people who are principled to consider, uh, I, I think this thing um, is the last, uh, boycott that, that fans ought to consider right now. Some I'll tell you what, Jamie, if you're going to get upset enough over this to quit baseball, then it was going to be something else that was going to have you quit baseball. So I don't really have a lot of sympathy for that degree of bitterness because this is a negotiation and it happens in all corridors of commerce and business. This just happens to be very public. And whether or not people think, well, this is just a lot of people with a lot of money uh, 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 fighting and wrestling over this. Well, yes, it is. But that does not mean that they aren't acting here in what should be their responsible interest. Players only have a few years to make what they can make. And the idea that they're all making 10 or 20 or 30 million is preposterous. As we know, the majority make less than a million dollars a year. So I I can't really wish this thing away. I know there are owners who are taking it in the shops. Uh, You'll notice, though, uh, Jamie and Steve, they're not selling their clubs. So uh, there's a reason here that they hang on and plead poverty, even though they don't care to turn their franchises over to another buyer. And the list would be from here to I-75 of buyers for any of those franchises. So I think we have to keep that in mind. I'm just glad it got resolved. 
Here in Detroit, uh, Lynn, yeah, a great baseball town. Uh, reason for optimism. Uh, coming off a 77-win season, uh, A.J. Hinch, a fine skipper, uh, has already said the goal this year, uh, win the division, get to the postseason. Uh, you add to that uh, the addition of shortstop Javier Baez, uh, Tucker Barnhart uh, behind the plate, uh, going to help out there, uh, and some great young arms on this pitching staff. Let me ask you candidly, Lynn Henning, how optimistic are you going into this Tiger ball season? They definitely have a team that is beginning to percolate, Steve. The one thing I always want to point to, though, is if you remember the late 70s and into the early 80s when they had Trammell and Whitaker and Gibson and Morris and Petrie and on and on and on, Parrish, those guys arrived just about at the point for Sparky that these guys are coming aboard for A.J. Hinch. And how long did it take for that 79 group to win a World Series or even get into the playoffs? Five years. And so baseball does not allow you to take quantum leaps very often, particularly in consecutive years. And they did take a major stride last year, no question. But I think, Steve, the, the, the happy part of this, which you're alluding to, is that they are only going to get better in terms of their roster talent. Now, Riley Green is 21 years old. He is going to have to go through some classroom experiences. Sure. So will Spencer Torkelson when he gets up in probably May. That would be my guess. But boy, are they talented people. And as they mature, and they will mature rapidly because of the nature of their gifts, you're going to see increasingly here a better team. Whether the record always will indicate that at the early stage, you don't know, particularly in baseball. But they are evolving. They are really becoming, and they're kind of gestating here, I think, into the playoff team that people deserve. It's been a long time. and People got so accustomed to the thrill that we always had oh, yeah. during those autumns and Octobers when these guys went right into the playoffs and there were Verlander seventh games and all that fun. That happened a lot. And when you go through that withdrawal for this length of time, Steve, you really get nostalgic for that. And I think in a baseball town like Detroit, uh, the good news for them is they're getting closer to that point. I think there's been a drought for all the teams, so I think people are just hungry oh, for yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Um, A.J. Yeah. Hinch said today in spring training that they will look for it in the next coming days, add some pieces. Where do you think they're going to go with that? Definitely they will add a starting pitcher. And I have submitted here for a long time, they better doggone well put another arm in that back-end bullpen. We all know where the Tigers came a cropper back, even with those best teams. It was in the late innings in the bullpen. It sabotaged what should have been a 2013 World Series. Al Avila knows this, and they know they need another arm. Bullpens are so mercurial i mean you don't know how to predict you don't know who's going to be out who's not it, it's really tough unless you have a full core of really good arms back there and they need another one minimally and so i think jamie not only the starter will they add and and there's some decent innings eaters out there that they will certainly sign one of those guys but my money is on a must sign for the back end of that bullpen, particularly if it's a left-hander. And they've got a couple of people that I know they're chasing, but th- there would be the additions that are yet to be made. 
Uh, Lynn, in closing, I know uh, players reported just yesterday, uh, but let me guess, Miguel Cabrera is in the best shape of his life. (laughs) (laughs) Some things, Christmas comes every December 25th. (laughs) Players being in the best shape of their lives comes every March, right? (laughs) That's the way it always goes. You can bank on that one. Now, in his defense, he probably is, and, I, and I'm sure he is. And at 39, uh, which he's about to turn next month, uh, he, he better be. But it, what you did see last year is the bat speed is still there. And so he can get away with being a reasonably productive DH. They've got to pay him another $64 million, whatever, between this year and next. And then it's it's goodbye to Cabrera. But you've got to try to get some value out of him because they are going to retain him, not only because they're paying him, but because he still is Miguel Cabrera. But you, you need, Steve, in fairness to uh, him and to the Tigers, some decent production out of that DH spot. And, and that's something that is a bit of a gamble at his age. A lot of great things to talk about in the future, Lynn. Always, sir, uh, appreciate your time and uh, look forward to a chat soon. You bet, Steve. Good Thank you, Lynn. You nice tonight. to talk to you. You're welcome, Jamie, as well. Bye. All right. The man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Lynn Henning, talking Tiger baseball with I us. I have goosebumps. This is happening. We're going to play it's baseball. It's happening. Okay. And you are heading down to spring training tomorrow. I was going to ask out? him if he's down there. Yes, I fly down tomorrow. So I was taking notes. Miguel Cabrera, are you in the best shape of your life? First question. <laughs> <laughs> Which he always replies, yes, yes, yes. Well, <laughs> you know the thing about Mikel, though, you know, you got milestones coming up and everything, and uh, I still love to watch the dude hit mm-hmm. because in my lifetime, I, you know, I saw Al Kaline, you know, when I was a little younger and uh, whatnot. Now was a great, great hitter, mechanically sound and everything. But uh, as far as the essence of hitting, Miguel is the dude, right? For his entire run here. And as he slowed down, of course he has slowed down. Well, yeah, I mean age. But I also like seeing him last year sort of come alive and post-game sound and talking to reporters and stuff. And he just seemed to be in a good mood, a good place. Well, and, you know, here's a guy at a point in his career uh, that's saying he has no problem uh, being a DH because he's excited to see Torkelson at first. Yep. So there you go. He's ready for the future. All right. Uh, Don't go away. More to discuss with you. We'll check out the Pistons and Red Wings. And, oh, they finished the Players' Championship uh, down in Florida today. We'll talk about that, too, coming up here on WJR. Welcome back to more of the WJR Sportsbook, sponsored by Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Once again, here are Steve Courtney and Jamie Edmonds. Not a whole lot of time left, but uh, to begin this, our last segment here on the WJR Sportsbook, a uh, very serious subject. I'm sure many of you saw yesterday that the legendary Piston play-by-play voice and, of course, my colleague with Michigan State football, uh, the great George Blaha, is going to miss the remainder of the Piston season. George is having a medical procedure uh, that will be done, as a matter of fact, tomorrow. And uh, just want to say... Uh, everything's going to work out great, my friend, and uh, looking forward to seeing you very, very soon. Cannot tell you how important 
the uh, post-game meetings are in East Lansing after a Spartan win. So Speaking of a legend, he's one of them. So, of course, we're praying for you, George. Oh, yeah. Lots of thoughts and prayers your way, my friend. Uh, the Pistons themselves, they're coming off the 106-102 home loss to the L.A. Clippers yesterday. Marcus Morris, 31 points. Luke Kennard, 16 against their former team. How about that? Pistons, by the way, speaking of blowing large leads, uh, they blew an 18-point lead. They have now lost three in a row after a three-game win streak. Oh, okay, so it's not just the college kids who blow the leads. No, yeah. it seems to be everywhere these days. But Cade Cunningham is so good. He's been so good in March. Yes, he has. He's averaging 20-plus points a game in March. And this was a stat on Bally Sports last night. That Did you see the game? Saw so, uh, the end. The most clutch points by a rookie this season. Cade has 50 and what's a clutch point? Game within five points in the final five minutes. Well, also, good. You know, from the All Star break on, I think this young fella has made quite a name for himself. Yeah, remember the beginning of the season? He didn't play. He was injured. It was a slow start. People were questioning the pick. Well, uh, things have changed a great deal. Uh, meanwhile, the uh, Pistons' a three game road trip begins tomorrow night in Miami against the Heat. That will be a seven thirty start. Red Wings. Oh, tough times. Just tough times for the winged wheelers. Shut out in Calgary on Saturday night, 3-0. Uh, they have lost now five in a row. Postseason hopes all but gone. Yeah. But I guess you got to look at these young guys developing. They have rookie of the year candidates oh, yeah. on they, their oh, team, yeah, too. But, I, you know, it wasn't all that long ago we... We're updating the wild card. And they were count. six points out. And they were there. They now were right there. Double digits out. Uh, three game Western road trip begins tomorrow night. Uh, that'll be a nine o'clock start in Edmonton. They will also go to Vancouver. And they will also be in Seattle to face the Kraken. I actually like this expansion team. I, I like do the too. whole spiel. Uh, the whole deal. Bring I, it. I, the uniform is awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of a uniform geek. Oh. They got my seal of approval. Do you buy jerseys? No, I just uh, study uniforms. Oh, okay. I always have since I was a kid. Cool. Kind of a geek. Well, <laughs> teach his own. You know. Uh, hey, they finally finished the uh, Players' Championship there in Ponte Vedra. Uh, what a wild weekend it was. The winds, the conditions. Remember I told you my idea of regular people golfing? They were reduced to looking like regular people out there in those conditions. And they didn't like it. No. At all. But it was fun to watch uh, as far as playing in. Probably not so much. Um, but uh, they had a little bit of rain today as they were wrapping things up. And it was the first time in 17 years the Players' Championship decided on a Monday. Congratulations to the fine Australian Cameron Smith. He is your winner at 13 under. And, Jamie, we were talking earlier. This dude, putting, put on a clinic like I've never seen at the PGA Tour level. He scrambled, too. His tee shots were going left, going right. He put in the water on 18. And he's a pretty good iron player, too. Oh, yeah, he can strike it. Uh, young fella raised in Brisbane and uh, making himself a name right now on the tour. Oh, his payday? $3.6 million. Good for him. He's got... Great style. What a mullet. Uh, Anraban Lahari, uh, he finishes second. Right there, minus 12. Paul Casey, kind of rooting for Paul Casey. Uh, been around forever. Uh, great ball striker. 
uh, has never won a major, and uh, this would have been a big, big win for him. Uh, he finishes third at minus 11. Kevin Kisner at minus 10. Keegan Bradley, the Bastonian, uh, finishes at nine under. Uh, he had it going on, and they just kind of came unhinged at the end. Can you imagine you're leading and you hit it in the water on 18? Be scary. Oh, yeah, I can certainly imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds exactly like something I would do. Right. Uh, believe it or not, we're out of time. Let's well, take in Steve, the studios one more time. Again, the studios are fantastic. This has been so fun. As I say it every week, I like doing this. Always a great time, James. Uh, enjoy yourself down there in Lakeland. Uh, we expect a full report on the program next week. Uh, Blake, much appreciated as always, my thank friend. Thank you, guys. And, uh, but most importantly, thank you, obviously, to Soaring Eagle Casino Resort, as well as you for listening to the WJR Sportsbook.